Delta Green, the role-playing game is a horror-themed tabletop RPG that uses dice and collective storytelling to help shape the narrative of the game. The handler presents story elements and situations to the agents who have free agency to make choices that govern their characters' lives. In the context of this game, Delta Green is a covert agency embedded in the upper echelons of government to stop supernatural threats and to prevent those threats from ever being revealed to the world. We at Doom Vision are playing Impossible Landscapes, a campaign of scenarios set in the world of Delta Green. Impossible Landscapes was written by Dennis Detweiler and published by Arc Dream Publishing. For more information, please visit delta-green.com or arcdream.com. All information will be listed in this episode's description. Welcome to Doom Vision. My name's Kevin. I'll be your handler. Uh, join with me as always is Troy and Jess Squared. Everybody say hello. Hi. <laughs> so um, I want to start off today by this episode by saying something that actually was has been happening to me lately that's very scary. And it's a little bit more scary than like, you know, fiction, you know. So... Uh, you might actually tell them it best because I don't remember it. So a couple things have happened to me in my sleep that I don't like. <laughs> uh, not a fan of it. You don't like them. Yeah. And uh, so, so, so she woke up to me just saying, "Okay, okay, 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 okay." And I recorded it for him. She did, and then. So that happened, and then, like, did you wake me up, or what was... I don't remember. No, um, when that happened, I was on my side away from you, and I grabbed my phone, and I just... I started a video so I could record it, and then I stopped it, and then as I, as I turned over to look at you, it was like you just slowly started to turn away from me, and then onto your other side. Like it stopped, and then you just slowly so, didn't that happen again? Shifted away. Um, you were doing that the other night, saying "Hey, hey, 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 like that." Hey, 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 so hey, scary. Hey, 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 hey. And I was just like, pretty soon it's gonna be like the I invoke the bornless one. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> This isn't the first time something weird has happened. To no, you. after after our daughter was born, I, I had gone on like a week with, you know, eight hours of sleep, like all you new parents out there know, and I'm ninety percent sure I had some kind of crazy seizure. Do you remember that? Like I I I was thrashing in bed, and then you woke me up, and you're like, Kevin, 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 and I'm like, huh? What's going on? <laughs> I was just thrashing. Yep, and then there was that one time, uh, we were my mom was watching our daughter and we were snuggling and he fell asleep and like we were facing each other and he had his arms around me and I looked up because he's, you know, taller than me and his eyes were open looking at me, but he was asleep and I was like, babe, and his arms started to get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And I finally had to be like, wake up. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> Is this game getting to you, Kev? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Check under your bed. Make sure there's no symbols or anything I know, I under probably, there. Yeah, ugh. yeah. it's just weird whenever something happens to you that's like unexplainable. Like sleeping is creepy. Like people who have sleep paralysis, no. If that ever happened to me, I would I would take sleeping pills all the time or something like that. Like I think my brother has sleep paralysis and he sees demons floating around the room and stuff. And I'm like, nope. No. Anybody else have sleep paralysis? Nope. Negative. Well, that's good. Me neither. Troy <laughs> does talk in his sleep and has been known to walk occasionally. I find it entertaining, though. I I, I sleep pee. Like I, I'll get up and like if if I've had a lot to drink that night, I'll like walk to a to a corner and specifically like a corner with clean laundry. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if there's like a folded laundry or a recently done pile of laundry somewhere and I'll, and I'll pee on that wow holy shit you, ever, do you, do you, you like find a, that entertaining do you keep it not that part but some of the things that he has said in his sleep is really funny you pull out a spray bottle you're like bad troy <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good idea actually <laughs> keep a keep a spray troy repellent um anyway yeah so uh we'll keep you guys updated on kevin's spooky sleep corner uh that uh you know 
I wake up and I'm, I don't know. Chanting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be really creepy. Chanting. Dra- drawing symbols on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking about uh, Kevin's creepy sl- sleep corner, uh, we-, we have a couple other corners that people should really check out on the Doom Vision debrief. Ooh, nice segue. You like that? Yeah. It's almost like I'm a professional podcaster now. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, like for our relationship advice section, we have Mac answering relationship questions on the Doom Vision debrief. That's correct. And then we also have Candace uh, reading any hate mail yeah. that is sent into the show on the Doom Vision debrief. So if you haven't checked out the Doom Vision debrief yet, uh, it's a Spotify subscriber and Patreon exclusive. Uh, but they're all in video form. So we're going to start releasing these episodes out on video, but. Uh, those come out day of release as video form on Spotify and Patreon. So it's definitely something if you want to see our beautiful faces, if you want to check and see how good Kevin's hair looks on a given day, um, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> that's something you uh, you should consider doing Con- and considering supporting the show because right now we, we are looking at a, a goal of getting new equipment and then a- eventually some studio space. So consider supporting us there. What else do we have to talk about? <laughs> temperature checks. Oh, yeah. We were going to do temperature checks, mm-hmm. right? So how are we feeling after the last one? So the last one, Marcus, uh, Handler Marcus, was um, suggesting you burn this building down. That's that's a common Delta Green thing. They they don't understand it or they can't exploit it. They're like, get rid of it. It's too dangerous. Burn it down. Bury the ashes. You know, like, that's their, that's their, that's their jive. 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 Jam. That's our jam. <laughs> One of those things. <laughs> I honestly wasn't expecting it. I haven't played a lot of Delta Green, so like I was expecting him to be like, okay, take me there at night to see the night floors, or um, we're going to get a secondary team and we're going to go in there by force. I was expecting something like that, but when he said, let's burn it to the ground, I'm like, holy shit, we're going to burn this huge building in the middle of New York City down? like And the neighborhood. And the neighborhood. I'm like, holy, like I'm on board, don't get me wrong, because that place is fucking evil, but that shook me. Yeah, and I think think a lot of it was him, you telling him, I saw an older version of you and we killed you. Uh, And then he started to realize, like, this is way out of scope for what this was supposed to be. Um, This was supposed to be what's going on. We found a symbol, whatever, you know, like, what's, you know, where's the danger? You guys explained it to him. If you guys hadn't have explained it to him, he probably would have been like, oh, yeah, let's keep going or whatever. But you guys have been very open with him and honest. Uh, And to some extent, um, being that open with your handler can be detrimental uh, just because you're like, oh, yeah, been seeing been seeing ghosties. And then he's like, "Okay, well, have fun being dead tomorrow, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, well, I mean, and how strange is it for us to be in a room knowing that we have killed an iteration of this Marcus? Yeah, Yeah, I would imagine that that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think that would be kind of awkward for veronica and i like awkward we murdered you like you were trying to kill us so we were in the right but we straight up murdered you we didn't know it was you at the time and you can really tell that handler marcus has seen some shit because he's been calm this whole time he hasn't been like are you fucking shitting me he's just like oh yeah another day and Uh, he's not questioning us at all like he's not like really you killed like he believes you he believes us 100 percent, which no, he, he's, he's experienced. He well, knows. Like He's the one that gave us the warning in the beginning. Like, if you can't account for your time, if you feel like you're being followed, and just all these strange things. He's mm-hmm. the one that let us know that this shit was going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, good, good, good temperature. How's Marcus feeling? He, 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 he's gone through some shit, clearly. Yeah, I, I think Marcus ha- has some choices as a character to make. Uh, he's got, he's got a lot going on upstairs. Uh, even though there's not a lot going on upstairs, um, so I, I, honestly, I, I don't know where where he's at. Uh, you and I talked uh, aside and and had a conversation, and and I still don't know where he's at. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> tough because you're trying to do right by your character. Like, what what would they do if this happened to them? You know, what are they really like? And it's yeah, it's tough because you're like, I'm not them, but I need to make a choice. You know. And and that's a problem for me because I, I try to play Marcus as big of an idiot as I can play him. 
but in real life, I'm I'm very calm and and thoughtful about the things that I do and the decisions that I make, and and trying to not, I'm trying to overthink what he would do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm going to open up a Burger King franchise. That's the <laughs> most logical thing. Well, and Marcus and Vanessa had a little bit of a breakthrough, and that was another thing that shocked me at that episode when I opened that door and saw Marcus. I was expecting him to just barrel past me and go to Handler Marcus or go to Claudia because give Handler Marcus a hug. Give Handler Marcus a hug and be like, you were supposed to keep me safe, Handler Marcus. Well, I thought he was going to like go to Handler Marcus and be like, tell him, you know, I I don't, I was not expecting him to grab me and hug me. And like that took me aback. Yeah. Like you. Like, really you're you're hugging me and then he whispered that to me and my heart broke into a million pieces and i had no idea how to react to that i would shoot him i would be like you're you need to be put down mister (laughs) (laughs) i saw what you did in your hotel room don't be touching me yeah that's vanessa that's her that's her mo she's like yeah you're acting weird I think they've bonded a little bit, and I think she can be sympathetic to the point where she understands that he went through a massive trauma, and just with her history of violence and her background, I think she can relate to what a little bit to what he's going through, and I think that's why she's kind of getting a little bit softer with him, because she can recognize that he has gone through some shit. She has been there not in the supernatural side of it but being in combat that adaption to violence obviously she's gone through some very violent things in her life so i think she can relate and be a little bit sympathetic is that relationship platonic are you guys friends i don't think we're friends yet no i don't think we're friends yet i think we're coming to a point of at understanding least, yeah i think vanessa is starting to understand and again be a little bit more lenient and gentle with him yeah li- listeners might think like oh little romance but no no, no. and I, I i wouldn't want you to really like um just just because i don't think it's it's in the i'm still trying to fuck candace both both, <laughs> you, both yeah both of your dynamics are very much like you guys are working together but there's like you know a bond you know yeah and how do you not bond yeah through everything I... that's another thing we need to talk about is like you know, you guys are going to be each other's bonds at some point. We got to figure that the whole thing out because yeah. Delta Green bonds are a thing because you go through something together, develop yeah. a bond. So just before we get started, can I throw a couple more plugs out there before Absolutely. we get going? Do it. So uh, f- for fans of the show or people that enjoy listening, I, I feel kind of cringy calling people fans at this point. But uh, if, if you want to interact with us and, and, and want to kind of have direct access to us, uh, we do have a Discord, uh, and that link will be in the description of this episode. It's in all of the episodes. Uh, we have a few people in there. that They're engaged. It's also an opportunity for you to see the handouts that uh, come out with the episodes. So if you're wondering what Handler Marcus looks like, if you're wondering what Candace looks like, or... or we don't gonna, have one for Candace. <laughs> it's I'm just gonna, me in a wig. <laughs> I'm going to have Kevin draw a stick figure. Up, <laughs> upload it. Yeah. You can see that bitch Michelle, though. Huge with, knockers. With big boobs. Dolly yeah. Parton. You can definitely see all that. But you can see the handouts. Uh, you, you can write your suggestions. Also, like I said, on the Doom Vision debrief, we want you guys to write in. Uh, ask your relationship advice to, to Mac. Um, have Candace read, read the hate mail or, or any errors that you see in the, in the episodes. Let us know. Uh, we all have individual Twitters that you can reach us on. Um, we have a TikTok now. We've posted our first TikTok uh, all kinds of things that we're throwing out there. I know I'm, I'm taking the social media blitz right now. Uh, Jesper, did you have any? Did I miss? <laughs> did I miss anything? Well, if you did, it'll all be in the link tree that I am currently building right now. Beautiful. Um, also, that's where uh, Candace's and Mar- Max feet pics are at in the OnlyFans section <laughs> of uh, of that link tree. Oh, and if you do like the show, uh, feel free to give us a review. Yeah, hop on your social media or your podcast platform of your choice and hit that five star. If, even if four star, if if you don't like uh, uh, Troy, uh, lose a star. You know, whatever. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's fine. Uh, also, uh, a big shout out to our international listeners. Um, 
you know, uh, feel free to hop in here at any point. We all have Google Translate, so if you speak a different language, we'll take it, uh, and we will read it. <laughs> yes, very much so. And and just seeing that we uh, were now in Australia and New Zealand Ooh. is the, Australia is the new one. So uh, to our listeners down under, thank you. I, I I would do a really cringy accent, but I don't want to offend you. <laughs> also, what is it like in the future? Let us know. Yeah. Yeah, all of our internationalists, like, they're in tomorrow. Yeah. It's unfortunate they don't get these episodes till Saturday instead of Friday. But really, uh, across the world, we have listeners in Europe. We have listeners in Asia. Spain. Spain. Yeah, well, uh, Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't South know America. I failed uh, ge- 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 geography. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got you. Uh, but but thank you guys all for for listening. And if if you like this type of conversation, I, I hate to keep coming back to it, but Doom Vision Debrief is where we sit and and we talk about our reactions, our live reactions to the show. We don't stop recording; we just cut it and put it in a new episode. Um, so consider subscribing, consider supporting the podcast. Um, we love all you and appreciate you. Previously on Doom Vision. Marcus, Veronica, and Vanessa make it back to the smoke lounge. Veronica hangs back to investigate the bookshelf while Marcus makes a break for the door, Vanessa on his tail. Veronica starts pulling books from the shelves and finds disturbing pornographic photo albums. Marcus storms out of the building, ignoring Vanessa's pleas to stop and talk to her. He leads her back to Mac's bar and continues to ignore her advances at conversation. They sit at the bar and Veronica soon joins them. The girls continue to try and talk to Marcus, but he ends up just lashing out and storming out of the bar. This time, the girls let him go. They make their way back to their hotel room for showers and sleep. Unbeknownst to them, so did Marcus. After his shower, he cuts the cast from his arm and pulls out the book, The King in Yellow, and reads it. Reading the book causes him to go temporarily insane. He submits himself to his insanity and begins to draw and write on the walls of his hotel room using both ink and blood. After the psychosis ends, he passes out naked on the floor. Upon waking the next morning, he decides to finally seek medical attention for his ailments. He makes his way to the hospital and his arm is recasted, he's given some antibiotics for an infection, and is treated for dehydration. Meanwhile, after the girls wake up and get some breakfast, Vanessa rings Handler Marcus and to her surprise, he answers. He comes to the hotel and the girls fill him in on the events of the past day. Afterwards, Vanessa makes her way to Marcus's room to see if he is there. She gets a key from the hotel staff and enters his room. She finds Marcus's work on the walls and returns to her room, defeated and hopeless that Marcus will return. After waiting for a couple of hours, there's a knock on the door. Vanessa opens the door to find Marcus in front of her, and to her surprise, he steps in the room, hugs her, and whispers, You didn't keep me safe. They stand together for a moment as he melts into her arms. After collecting themselves, they sit down, and Handler Marcus informs them of his next move. They are going to burn the McAllister building to the ground. Find out what happens next in this episode. He says that. What, what do you guys react to him saying that? Are, are, are any of you guys just like, absolutely not? Or are you guys just like, I found some oil down in the basement. <laughs> It'll work. 
I, I'm not going to say anything. I, I, I'm just, I'm going to let it ride. Well, and it's definitely something we didn't expect to come out of him. I think this is the most animated we have seen him. So. Well, he was listening to Gangster's Paradise. He was pretty animated. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing some dancing. Been spending most of our lives. So I'm not against burning this evil fucking building to the ground. I don't know any other way to stop what's happening from going on in there, but how do we isolate that building and it not burning the whole block to the ground? Yeah, that's a risk. It's a risk you got to take. I mean, if you're doing it. Was that a question for Marcus? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I thought that was a question for me. Um, and he says, um, yeah, that's you'll have to figure that out. Well, I don't think that's something that the three of us have to figure out. If you want to burn it to the ground, you're going to be a part of this, I'm assuming. Yes. Yes, I will be. <laughs> now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then he, he goes on to say, yeah, let's wrap this up together. I want to head back to the McAllister building. I want to finish the job so that we can be 100% sure that we're not running into anything else. And then we have all the information we need about this. Because there could be some more evidence. And then we can plan... To burn it to the ground. Because this is far out of the scope. We've had we've had a tenant die. We've had um, unexplainable murders occur. You say that you murdered me and I was going to kill you and this place is too dangerous. What if what if the next time you go in you can't get back? What if the next time it swallows this whole building up and It needs to be contained. I agree. But I will say whatever we do in that building, we do it during the day. I do not want to go back to that place at night. The night floors. I I think that part only comes alive at night, and I will not go back there. I I was trapped there for what felt like Months, I will not go back there at night. It could happen early in the morning. Have you guys shared with me, and I'm sorry if if I've missed this somewhere, but have you shared with me every detail of information? No. No. Okay. You were kind of shell shocked when you when we got to you. We walked through everything that happened with Handler Marcus. When he came to our hotel room, we went through everything that Veronica slash Claudia found at the library. I walked him through everything that I went through in the night floors, but you were MIA. So you don't know the extent of what the two of us found and went through. Yeah, you were scribbling on on the walls with your feces. Not feces. Is that something that you want to go through now? Like... Now that we actually have you here. Troy, the player, has a question, but if Marcus doesn't know about the information, then I, I can't ask the question. Well, what's your question? What's your question out of character? Just Out of character, I want to know if Marcus the Handler knows about anybody by the codename of Vega. That I'd... would be for us to ask, I think. Yeah, and That's I... That's what I said. It would be out of the realm that you guys would ask him, too. Well, we would have told him that. Yeah. When we went through everything. Yeah, when we told him everything that happened at the night floors. And we we talked about um, that plane ticket with Michael Whitwer, his name on it. So we would have already relayed all that information to Marcus the Handler that we ran into a Delta Green agent from the future. It seems unlikely if he's in his mid-30s in 2015... It, us being in 95, he'd be only eight. Yeah. So he wouldn't have even been an agent in our time. I, th- I think what I'm going to say is that, you know, it's hours that they're waiting for you to get back to the hotel, right? Um, 
At a certain point, I think Handler Marcus would take this information. He's been taking notes on everything you said. And at a certain point, he, like, leaves for, like, an hour or two. Um, contrary, I think, to what I said last time where he stayed the whole time. But I think what he's going to do is he would go and do a little bit of his own research using some of his um, Delta Green expertise and see if there's anything that he can come up with. Um, and then now that he has all of you back in the room, um, he's going to show you something. So you guys, you guys pull out like, um, uh, you guys mentioned those, uh, you told him about the, uh, Eric Carter and Ronald Burback, the, the, those marionettes, you found the wallets and the blood and everything like that after he shot them. And, um, and so he decided to go do some of his own research. So he'd come back and I'll show you um, what he comes up with. One second. He brings this um, printout and it's printed on like a dot matrix printer. And uh, if somebody wants to go ahead and read it. Burback, Ronald James, Corporal, U.S. Marines, 1924. Dash 195, granted clearance 1951, served Operation Grand Stair 1951, teetotal 1953, winter 1954, Bristol 1955, killed in action 9 September 1955, New York City. Eric, or Carter Eric Christos, first lieutenant, U.S. Army 1924 to 1995. Granted clearance, 1945. Served Operation Summer Breeze, 1945. Majestic, 1942, is that? 47. 47, thank you. Luna, 1952. Bristol, 1955. Killed in action, 9 September, 1955. New York City. Griffin Virgil Ulysses, Captain U.S. Army, 1921 to 1955, granted clearance 1943, served Operation Bargain 1944, Lunacy 1945, Southern Hospitality 1948, Blackout 1952, Bristol 1955, Missing in Action 15 September 1955, last seen New York City. So they were Delta Green agents. They were all went missing on the same day so gives you that and he says in digging into this I may have put myself at risk because this was buried pretty heavy but in 1955 September 1st Delta Green leadership created the static protocol to deal with this threat regarding the king in yellow so a static shadow team Eric K. Carter, Virgil Griffin Ronald Burbeck and Francine Caldwell is dispatched on that date to clean the infection and make sure the Bristol team is not compromised. So, three days later, during Operation Bristol, Delta Green agent Albert Hale is compromised and kills two agents before being killed by the first Static Shadow Team. Then on the 9th of September, Static Shadow Team member Frederick Caldwell, or Francine Caldwell, apologies, Francine Caldwell is found barricaded in her home in White Plains, New York, she tells Delta Green that team member Virgil Griffith killed the others and that another person, a man in a mask, was in the room. He refuses to speak further about what he's seen because it's contagious. On September 11th, 1955, the last member of the Static Shadow Team, Virgil Griffith, is pursued across New York City by Delta Green agents, wearing a face mask and wielding a shotgun. He somehow vanishes near Madison Square Park in broad daylight, and he's not seen again. He says, uh, I was able to pull out uh, two files um, from their criminal records. And um, 
says that, uh, so this first file, it says that Ronald James Burback was arrested on the evening of June 1st, 1953 at the American Museum of Natural History for breaking and entering. Burback admitted nothing. Um, he was locked up until he was ordered released the following week by Francis William Hallberg Adams, the New York City Police Commissioner. The only reason listed was decorated veteran. All charges were dropped. The second file describes the 9th September 1955 murder of R. Burback and E. Carter at an unnamed hotel. This file contains a single typewritten page, and it's very thin on details. He pulls out, there's like a photograph, and you can see there's two men. They're laid out. They're wearing heavy military jackets, and it looks like the skin of their faces was carefully removed. You can see, like, blood and muscle on their face. Next to a pile of old gas masks and shotguns. Um, raise your hand if you're uh, adapted to violence or not. I feel like I'm getting close. I think you were, because you, yep. you had the one. So, so you, um, uh, Veronica, uh, you need to make a sanity from seeing faces like that. Flayed. Flayed. And it says, a person of interest is listed as Virgil Griffith. White Plains, New York. I made it. Okay. Alright, so you don't take any of your like... Am I adopted now? Because I've seen so much shit. Yeah, it's from violence, so you do a check. If, if that's your third check, then you're adapted. That is my third check. Yeah, so I... Th- uh, Oh no! Wait, it's you. You do a check if you fail. fail. If you fail, so uncheck that. Sorry, you have to un, you have to do a check if you're uh, if you take sanity loss without going insane. That's that. That means that that's how that works. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's that's what he was he was able to tell you about them. Madison Square Park Hotel Bredalbin. Do you know where Hotel Bredalbin is? No, we have no indication of what that is, uh, what hotel that is, or where it is. We need to go to that park. In your research, was the McAllister building brought up at all? Like, as a point of investigation? Any of that? Um, n- not when it came to what the, what happened to these agents, no. Well, let's go to Madison Square Park. At this point, I don't know if burning the McAllister building down is going to stop this. Because there's also this Hotel Bredalbin that's connected well, by any and all accounts, it doesn't exist. Um, if you want, you guys can do some research, see if you can find this building. But I've... Uh, I've tried. Yeah, and he, he... Yeah, if you guys had mentioned that to him, I mean, he, he had like a, a folder of, of research he was going to go do. Um, and, you know, he would stress to you guys that what he found about this static protocol put himself at risk because it was clearly buried and forgotten about but just like even looking it up felt dangerous to him like he was gonna like somebody was gonna get flagged or whatever um so he's a little nervous about about the implications of of a shadow team within delta green hunting down other agents because they've been infected um and so that's that's kind of what he's putting out to you guys is that like you know he's on your side however like he he doesn't he doesn't want you guys to end up compromised and killed without his knowledge that he you know so he he's just he's just a little sketchy about all of this oh this place has to exist in some sort of capacity or has had to it's been brought up way too much we have found Papers with the with the um oh my god what is that word the letterhead the letterhead we there's been mentions of it throughout time Mark Rourke said he lived there it has to exist to some capacity maybe it's a code name for a place maybe it used to exist and they've renamed it like that Cecil place. I want to go to Madison Square Park. 
Okay. Um, do you guys want to split up? Do you want to go separately? Do you guys want to all go together? Does somebody... Because Handler Marcus is like, uh, yeah, let's head back to the McAllister building. That's his kind of thing. He wants to go and finish up what the FBI wanted them to do so that they can like pull out and be like, that was it. And then all of a sudden it mysteriously gets... like He doesn't want the FBI to like start looking into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because like, oh, hey, you guys were there. What happened? You know? wants to have plausible deniability at this point i don't think vanessa is gonna let marcus out of her sight she went into the hotel room and saw what he did and so i don't think that she is going to let marcus leave her side because she knows that he had some sort of psycho psychotic break um so where he goes she's gonna go to try and keep him contained. I think I need to talk to Marcus. The handler or me? You. Separately from the group? Yep. Okay. okay. Whoa, so you guys are gonna... You guys want us to leave? Spicy. No, we'll go in the hall. Well, Whoa. If, if Handler Marcus wants us to do that, I'm just going to say, I, I understand that that's what you want to do, but we need to investigate this Hotel Bredalbin because burning down this building, the McAllister building, may not solve the entire problem. So let us, give us a little bit of time to go investigate this Hotel Bredalbin, see, try and figure out what the connection is to the McAllister building, and then we'll move forward with finishing the job and burning that bitch to the ground, but give us a little bit of time to try and figure out this other part of it. Okay. Don't spend too long, though. I'll call you when we're done, and we're ready to go to the McAllister building. Page me. I'll page I'll, you. On my beeper. Beep, beep. <laughs> okay. So him and I, it, are you saying, like, you want to have a moment? Okay, so I'll walk out and say I'll meet you guys in the lobby. Okay. And I'll leave you guys to it. Oh, okay. You guys are going to talk in character. Yes. We can still be here. I thought you were like, physically leave, please. <laughs> well, because, you know, the the first instance uh, after we got out of the McAllister building was him saying, you cut my fucking throat. <laughs> I haven't really been interacting with him because I'm trying to give him space but I think I need to tell you about what I found your name in this place and I need to tell you about it so so yeah I was gonna just have a, have a conversation with him alone did I ever give you your 9mm back or do I still have it I took it back from you in the bar Okay. Yeah, you just let her take it. I'm actually going to go back to our room and reload so that I, I'm freshly, because I used a lot of bullets uh, in the night floor. So I'm going to go back to the our hotel room, reload, and I'll meet you guys in the lobby. Okay. So you're going to go get some bullets? Yeah, I'm going to go reload, get ready. Um, I do want to suggest I know I know time is really funny so I we went to go look for Marcus or I went to his hotel room and it was during the day hours you said hours have passed so would you say it's late afternoon evening now uh, yeah it's afternoon um. Okay. um so my suggestion to these two before I leave is that the night floors only come out at night so it might be worthwhile to go there to Memorial Park in late afternoon evening and see if anything appears at night just like the night floors it's just a thought that I had so we can go and sit there for a couple hours and watch and look around but I think observing at night might give us a little bit more bang for our buck. Okay. Um, 
Okay, should we do like a little bit of a fast forward? You guys travel there, all three of you, right? Well, I'm gonna step out so that they can have their conversation. Oh, right, right, right. And yeah, then... sorry. Keep, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. And I'll leave the room and walk out with Handler Marcus. What in the fuck do you want? I think we need to talk because I think I know something that might interest you. I don't want anything from you, nor what you think is interesting to me. Do you have any weapons on you? No. No, I don't. Lift your hands up. Lift them up. So Marcus is gonna gonna pat her down in the front. <laughs> turn around. She'll turn around. Do I find anything? Oh yeah. Okay. So you you're patting her down, and um, you come across like a lump in her back pocket. What's this? Oh, for fuck's sake! You knew that I had that. I didn't know shit. I'm gonna take, take it. Take it. Absolutely. That's fine. So I'm going to extend the blade and hold it to you. Like up against my skin? Yeah. Okay. And she's going to say, just remember who saved your life. Yeah, you also took my life. When? When? You're alive. You You took my life. When? Remember where we are and what we've been experiencing. You think that was real? Why did you slit my throat? I didn't. You slit my fucking throat. You're not dead, are you? Not yet. Well, as long as you have that, you won't be. Why do you want to kill me? I don't. Listen. You don't trust me, and... You shouldn't. Why should I not? Put the knife away, and I'll tell you. I will sit on the opposite side of one bed and you can sit on the opposite side of the other bed there are two beds in here we will put as much space as we need to but I need to tell you something because I think it's important go over there and she'll go on the complete opposite side of the room I'll lower the knife but I'm going to keep the blade extended it's just going to be next to my side so she's going to sit down and the bed's going to kind of depress with her weight and give that little sigh. And then she's going to run a hand through her hair. And she's going to give a sigh herself and she's going to say, Things have been crazy. I understand that. We've all gone through some shit. I don't know exactly what happened to you, but I know it was bad. But know that I'm not here to hurt you. I am here for a different reason completely. What's your reason? And she's going to hesitate, and her jaw's going to fall a little slack because she's trying to choose her words carefully. And she's going to say, I am not who you think I am. So I'm going to stand back up. Then who the fuck are you? I'm not Claudia. Claudia's. Claudia is my sister. What the fuck do you mean Claudia is your sister? Will you will you let me show you? Can I can I show you? I Slowly. I will stay as far away as I need to, but I can show you. Slowly. So she's going to stand up with her with her hands raised and she's going to hold one hand out to reach into her her other pocket that he didn't seem to care about <laughs> and pull out her wallet. And she's going to open it in front of him. And she's going to pull out a picture and toss it across the bed of her and her sister. My name's Veronica. I don't know if Claudia ever mentioned me or not, but we're twins. Marcus is going to pick the picture up. He's going to look at it. Kind of take a second. You've been lying to us this whole time. Listen, she's missing. I can't find her, and I'm trying to find her. I found... A lot of strange things in her house, and this was the only way that I could think of to find her. Why didn't you just tell us? Because I didn't know you. You may have thought you knew me, but I didn't know who you were. She had a whole different life that I had nothing to do with, and that scared me. But my foremost thought was to find her, because she and I are connected After all the shit that we've been through, 
you couldn't trust us? I mean, I guess that's fair. I don't trust you either. But this is your sister? She's my sister. My mom thinks, my mom and dad think I'm on a, a vacation. I'm a veterinarian. That's how I was able to save you. I have some medical knowledge. But her, she used to be a legal assistant. That's what I thought she was. And then I find all this Delta Green stuff. And I woke up one night and I knew she was something was wrong. And so I went as fast as I could to her home. And she wasn't there. And then I, I just had that twin tuition. And I found this stash of guns and knives and documents and different identifications. And that's that must have been how... When we first got here, Handler Marcus knew that I was Claudia because we look, we are identical twins. He thought I was her, so I rolled with it. But I found that letter and I thought maybe she went there. Maybe this is where I can find her. And now I don't know about anything. Everything has changed. My life has changed. I don't know if it'll ever go back to what it was, but I do know that I need to find her and now that I know you two have a history, I think you can help me. You know that we knew nothing about Delta Green either. I was completely in the dark too. That is where we have some common ground. Why do you think I was put so standoffish? You, tr- you, th- you were trying your advances. Nothing worked because I... As much as I tried to pretend to be her, I'm not her. And I didn't know you. Does it make sense now? None of this makes any sense. I'm agreeing with you on that. I am. But... I don't... I don't feel that she's dead. I can't explain this connection we have, but... We've always had it. We've had our secrets with each other from our parents... But this, this is completely different. I I feel betrayed by her. I really do. It's like I didn't even know her anymore and she's the other half of me. And this is completely jarring. It shakes me to the core, but she's still my sister. I have to find her. And I don't know if who you saw was me, if who you saw was her, but she is my sister and I have to find her. I was going to kill you. I believe it. I was going to kill you before you killed me. Trust me, I have no plans on killing anyone. I save, to an extent, I save animals, but I saved you. Does anybody else know about this? No. Are you keeping it a secret? Well, I feel like maybe it's time to come clean, which is why I felt this was necessary. But this isn't the only thing I wanted to share with you. This was just because I felt you deserved to know. What else do I need to know? When we were in that other place in the McAllister building, I came across your name on a picture. Your name. Along, there were other pictures with other names, but yours came up in a place that we didn't belong. Like just of my name or a picture was, of me? Your picture was on the bottom your name was on the bottom of a picture of a bottle I don't know what it means but it it was there for a reason I saw it for a reason and I think you needed to know that too you are connected to this somehow just like we are because when I ran into Mark Rourke that that for all I know he's a ghost but when I ran into him he said he knew me Or maybe he knew Claudia. He knew Claudia. And that makes me wonder just if she's stuck in that place too. This was at the McAllister building? Yeah, in that smoke room that by all means doesn't exist. Just like the hotel. Just like every every fucking thing that we've come across. We gotta go back. I, I hate to say it, but I think I agree with you. That bottle... That bottle has meaning. So since we're sharing secrets, 
after I was hit by the car, person came to me. He shared with me to find a bottle, that I would find my truth in this bottle. I went to the McAllister building. In the McAllister building, I found a piece of paper on Abigail's wall. It was a map with the heading Hotel Bredalbin. Of course. That led to a bottle. But since nobody can seem to find the Hotel Bredalbin, I think the best place to look is on the night floors. Well, in the picture that I saw, the only leads I could get from it was Madison Square Park. Because when I encountered Mark Rourke in the smoke room, he said he didn't live here. He lived on the seventh floor of Hotel Verdalbin. And you met him on the... In the McAllister building. Well, why don't we just go grab him, hang on to him? Because I don't know if we'll ever see him again. (laughs) That place changed with every turn. Every door we opened, it was different. So let's go find Madison Square Park. I don't think we tell Ness. Okay. I... I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, too. I'm going to throw you back the the box cutter. Cuts your hand wide open. (laughs) Fuck! I'm bleeding! (laughs) Blood Um, everywhere. I'm glad that we at least have an understanding, because trust me, I'm not your enemy. Your secret is safe with me for now. Don't fuck me over. I I won't tell yours, but I'm not only sorry for my secret... But I'm sorry for everything that you've had to go through. Thanks, but to be clear, this is an understanding. Absolutely. I'm here for a reason. Should you cross me next time, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm just going to pull a trigger. Well, after he says that, she's going to pick up the box cutter and say, Understood and mirrored. Fair enough. And we'll head down to the lobby. Yeah, it was a... (laughs) <laughs> All right. Ness is uh, out of the loop, huh? She thinks. Yeah, you go to open the door and she's listening with like a jar. Like, <laughs> huh, what? I guess I really should have enunciated my plan a little better. My plan is to go to Madison Square Park and then t- tonight go to the night floors. Was that understood between us? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... You guys make your way to Madison Square Park, right? Yep. And you see the Eternal Light Flagstaff. Yep. Fountain? There's a fountain. Yeah. Flagpole. 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 Yeah. And you, I mean, I think you might still even have the picture, right? You yeah. have the book and everything like that. So you look at that picture, and you line it up and you're like yeah there's just a big empty alleyway where this should be you you're like yeah this is it right here this is what it would should be it would be here and then up you know on a on a floor and you go there it's an empty alleyway what's around the alleyway what kind of buildings just you know more more like brownstone structures uh, you know various like apartment buildings some businesses you know like how New York is set up nothing of importance though nothing yeah no it's not like you know Bredalbin's spelled differently <laughs> you know like on a different building or like I guess my train of thought was nothing like the bookstore that stood out to him like nothing that's like really pulling us to it no that's why, that's why, yeah, this is why I forwarded it. Because I was just like, let's not make a huge deal out of this because you're not going to find it. But, yeah. We're not going to find the building. Not going to find it here. <laughs> 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 All 
But I didn't want you guys to spend like two episodes being like, all right, so I want to get blueprints and I want to dig here. <laughs> like, I want to get a <laughs> jackhammer and dig. <laughs> all right. Well, it doesn't look like it, uh, it appears to be here. So here, here's my thought. There still might be stuff in Abigail's apartment. We need to make sure that we're not missing anything until we burn before we burn this place. If we grab Marcus and we go and search Abigail's room, we should be able to do it a little bit quicker. Maybe check Thomas's once more. We need to make sure that any evidence or anything that potentially can't burn is disposed of. Um, so maybe we should go do that. Yep, I agree. We're all gonna die. I think Vanessa's gonna be very hesitant to go back to that building. Like, she, she knows that we need to, but she's gonna be like, all right. I guess we are out of options at this point, but... Let's go. Marcus, I think if we're going to go back in that building, we all need to be armed. Do you have any weapons for me or Claudia? Marcus isn't with us, honey. Oh, I thought Marcus came with us. No. No. He didn't come with you to there. He was going to go straight over to the McAllister building. Okay. So let's head that way. (laughs) We'll hold that thought until we get there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go back. All right, you go back. What time of day is it? Um, so, yeah, I would assume, like, mid-afternoon, like, two, two in the afternoon, probably. Lord knows what day. I don't know. August something. <laughs> um, I think it was August 10th when you started, mm-hmm. right? So it's probably, like, August 15th, maybe? I don't know. We haven't been keeping track. Um, but you guys make your way back to her apartment. And, um, yeah, one of you guys still has a key. Make your way in. All the crazy stuff that's going on. You walk by the, the carpet. Or Wait, before we go in. Thomas died. Before before we go in, I would like to look at the buildings around the McAllister building. We didn't really do that. We, uh, we've gone in and out, but we haven't really noticed anything around it. Is there anything of interest around it? No, not really. It's, it's a very nondescript building. Um, Maybe like across the street down the block, just from what I could see if I'm standing out on the front steps. No, nothing really of note. Fine. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So you guys make your way in. um, And so you you guys go straight to the apartment? Where's Marcus at? Uh, He's like in the apartment. So if you guys go in there. In, In Abigail White's apartment? Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Well, I, I haven't been able to get that right the entire time. <laughs> There's I, too many rights yeah, going on right now. I've been able to get that white. <laughs> well, and I'm assuming when we walk in, we get a little glimpse of the destruction from yeah, Marcus. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a. There's a. Yeah. There's a. Uh, we walkie-talkie. There's an else. old walkie-talkie smashed to the ground. Um, there's papers all over the floor. Uh, feces. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I would I'd like to walk up to Marcus and and say, Marcus, while we're while in while we are all in here, uh, I think it's best if we're armed. Do you have any additional weapons on you? Um, yeah, in my trunk. Okay. I'm gonna go outside into his trunk. Okay. Um I guess he gives you the keys. Here, here's some keys. I would assume he would walk out with you. Marcus, give me your fucking keys. <laughs> All right, he walks out with you. He goes, yeah, uh, here. And uh, in his trunk, he pulls out some, you know, nine millimeter pistols. He gives it to you. Okay, one for Claudia. Yeah, here. Okay. Uh... So, Marcus, I think it's a good idea if if we finish uh, what we started here as far as logging 
all of the things that are in Abigail's apartment. Um, and I think it would be a good idea for us to probably check in to Thomas's apartment too, since we know there's not going to be any, any interruption in there. And uh, just double check to make sure that everything that we have or can get that won't burn, we have. You know, he he goes into the trunk and he grabs a couple, he grabs like a bag, a duffel bag, you know. And um, instead of giving it to you right then and there, he goes, don't look uh, across the street there. Look, but don't look, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that uh, car over there has been watching us. It's been there all morning, and there's somebody in the front seat. What's it parked in front of? It's across the street from this building. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I think... Um, Is there, like, a coffee shop there? There's actually... On Google Image. There's a... On Google Street View, there's actually a park across the street. I think there's, like, a preschool there. But it's down the... It's across the street and then down a little ways. Like Kitty Corner? Yeah, like like diagonal from the building. And he noticed it. He was able to notice it, like, from the morning. And then now, like, he, it's been keeping an eye on the building. He says, I don't think that's one of ours, but I don't know. Can I stealthily put one of the nine millimeters in my pants? Yeah, like, if you get behind the car or whatever. Or if you want to bring the duffel bag in and then do it in, in the building so you're not being seen. Mm-hmm. But he would say, like, it's like a brown car, very common for the time. Like, it, it looks like a, you know, 92-something. Okay. Uh, I want to go see what's in the car. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. You want to you wanna put the gun in, and then you want to go to the car. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Um, Didn't you just say there was someone sitting in it? Yeah. So, so the way that I want to approach it, though... Is mm-hmm. I, I want to have the nine millimeter in my pocket, or in like in, in tucked in my front with my shirt over the top covering. I want, and it's parked dead dead ahead, from like from the front door of the McAllister building. It's parked dead in front, on the other side of the street. It's on the other side of the street, but down a ways, so it's not so obvious that it's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you were going to watch a building, you wouldn't be right across the street from it with binoculars. You would be down the street a ways just to keep an eye on the building. That seems like what Mar- Handler Marcus is telling you is that like, yeah, you got we got eyes on this building and it's it's not him. It's not us. All right, Marcus, I'm going to go check this out. I don't know if he would agree with that, honestly. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, is like you'd be like. I don't know if that's such a good idea. What do you think? He's kind of up in the air too. Like he he wants to know what's going on with this, but he also he wants to know who's watching, but he doesn't want to put anybody at risk. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to walk out the front building and you're going to smoke your cigarette. You're going to hand me a cigarette. I'm going to walk down the street on this side. I'm going to go far enough down to where it doesn't look suspicious. I'm going to turn and come back upside the other side other side of the street. Stay out here, stay active, keep the attention. Maybe pull out a, a random file from your trunk, read it, keep the focus on you. I'm going to sneak up to their driver's side window with my gun drawn. Okay. All right. That's a good idea. So so you want to go into the building and then have you both come back out? Yeah, to smoke a cigarette. Okay. I'll, I'll like, wave, shake his hand, and leave. Okay. He's like, I got an idea. Here follow my lead and you guys go in and then you come back out and he like he offers you a cigarette and then he pulls out from his wallet oh wait he doesn't smoke (laughs) i just remembered that he doesn't smoke remember oh remember that luck (laughs) yeah you should have like two three packs of smokes on you because every time hand him a cigarette (laughs) yeah you hand him a cigarette he's like okay i don't smoke but sure i do now he pull he he opens up his wallet he pulls out like a five gives it to you like you're running an errand for him like hey go get me a coffee or something um, and uh, all right, and then he's just sitting there, and he's just. <sighs> <laughs> don't inhale! Don't inhale! <sighs> and uh, all right, so you're gonna make your way up. Make a stealth. 
I fail. Yeah, okay, so you're very tired, right? And you go to, like, what do you, what do, you do? You want to crouch down? Um, no, I, 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 I guess I, I'm not trying to be stealthy in oh. the sense of, like, I'm trying to, like, uh, you know, like, you, you want to get the jump on him. You not want a like, surprise. Not like a cartoon spy. Try yeah. like sneaking in like Not behind a vase. I just wanted to walk far enough down and then walk back up si- the, the other side. But I want to walk from behind the car. So if, if that person is not paying attention in their rear view mirror or in their in their side view, that I can just walk right up next side to the driver's side. Mm-hmm. And then I want to click it with my nine mm-hmm. and, and have it pointed at the driver's side. Okay. All right. So you walk up and you're going to put the gun up to the window on the mm-hmm. driver, the passenger side? No, the driver's side. Oh, the side. driver's side. Oh, no, it would be the passenger side, wouldn't it? Yeah, if it? you're on the sidewalk, yeah. Yeah. Um, and as soon as you get there, you put your gun up against the window and you look and the driver is looking towards Handler Marcus and then he has his hand on the steering wheel. But then you notice the barrel of a gun pointed right at you under it. And he looks over at you, turns, and you see his face. Not sure if you'd recognize him, though. I don't know if you'd know who he is. Can't remember. I, sorry, I can't remember if you would know who who he is. I don't know if you've ever seen his face. But he's got the gun pointed right at you. And he rolls down the window. He turns. And he says, Can I help you, friend? I think I know who it is. Oh my gosh. Do you know who I am? We haven't met before. But I think I know who you are. Do you think you can pull your trigger faster than I can pull mine? Doesn't matter. Why are you here? Because I'm trying to find my daughter. What's your name? Tom Wright. Fade to black. We'll find out what happens next on Doomvision. Hey there, Doomers. If you like what we put out every week and want more behind-the-scenes content, follow us on our socials at Doomvision Podcast on Instagram, Doomvision Pod on Twitter, at Doomvision Podcast on TikTok, and give us a search on Facebook under Doomvision Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, be it Apple or Spotify, and leave us a review. Thank you. We appreciate you, and we hope you're enjoying the Doom Vision Podcast. <laughs>